Hi, welcome back. My name is Andrew. And I'm Cole. And this is Control AC. Control AC is the podcast where we talk about the AI takeover of the world. What if, I think we've talked about this before, but like one day we'll just be AI. Like the user can type in what they want to hear in the podcast and then it'll, it'll just be over. Yeah. We'll be AI, Andrew and Cole. That's kind of sad. What a scary day. That is kind of scary. It's kind of here. It is we'll talk weird. about that later. But um, first, we're going to jump into a story about a jet, a story about a car, some Apple stuff, and then some scary, powerful AI. So starting off, Elon's jet is one of the coolest Twitter accounts. So at Elon jet is a Twitter account that basically follows Elon's personal private jet. So it, it's an automated account that just tweets out like... Elon took off at LA airport, landed in Chicago, flight was this long, used this much fuel, cost this much money, like no, like a, emission um, levels, like all the info about his flight every time he flies on his personal jet. That's kind of an issue though. Yeah, it had half a million followers, so it let the world just kind of know where Elon Musk was at all times which is dangerous for a celebrity and ceo and everything that he is which is a bit dangerous so elon tweeted november 6th my commitment to free speech extends even to not banning the account following my plane even though that is that is a direct personal safety risk so he said on november 6th he will not ban at elon jet well at Elon Jet was just suspended on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> there are, I get why it was banned. Because Yeah, so do I. He can't really have the whole world knowing where he and his private jet are at all times. That that is a safety risk. But also, he kind of said he wouldn't. He said that he said earlier on November 6th he considers this free speech. Like the free speech part of me is like, it was kind of cool knowing where Elon was at all times. But like, then again, if I was Elon Musk, yeah, I would try and get this account down as fast as possible because it kind of is just a little dangerous. So I understand why he banned it, but that's kind of like the top Elon story. I think that's it in Elon. This week in Elon, guys. <laughs> like that, that's kind of refreshing that that's it. So now we no longer know where his plane is at all times, unless someone makes a new Elon Jet account. Okay, so our next story is about <laughs> a car. I saw this video on the CarWow YouTube channel a few days ago. This is insane. It is kind of insane. So there is a car. You want to try pronouncing it? I got you. McMurtry Spearling. The McMurtry I got you guys. I got you guys. I got you guys. We're going to Google how to say this. McMurtry. It's Sparrow in Irish. It's Sparrow. McMurtry Sparrow. Hold on. I don't know what McMurtry means, but uh, Sparling is. Is pronounced Sparrow? Uh-huh. It's uh, No, it's Sparrow in English. So. McMurtry Sparrow. 
Nick Mar- Okay. Well, we'll call it the Sparrow. Hold on, I got you. Oh. Spurling. 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 Okay, the Spurling. It is a not street legal <clears throat> race car. Hyper car. I, I, hyper race car. It's made for track only. It looks kind of wild. You need to go look at it. It has these huge wheels, um, giant wing on the back. It's really compact looking car. So basically, it's an electric car. It has two rear mounted electric motors, a thousand horsepower, top speed of over 200 miles an hour. It does zero to 60 in 1.4 seconds. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so because they, uh, <laughs> they solved the problem. So we've talked about how crazy Model S Plaid is, Lucid Air Sapphire, mm-hmm. Rimac Nevera. All of these EVs doing 1.9-ish, 0 to 60. The problem at, like, once you get to 1.8, 1.9, the car starts to, like, leave the ground. On Tesla's already, when you launch it, the front starts coming off the ground. <laughs> so how do you fix it? The Spurling has a fan on the bottom that basically is spinning so hard it just glues the car to the track. So it's like one of those cars, like those little like plastic electric cars you can get at Walmart with a little fan on the bottom that gets it to stick on walls and stuff. Right. Hmm. So I guess they've done it. They've solved the problem of the car coming off of the ground. And when you add a fan, you get a 1.4 0 to 60. It's the inside's like a race car. Like it's not street legal. Yeah. It, it's it has a 2.7 second 0 to 100 mile an hour. Wait, wait, wait. What? 2.7 seconds 0 to 100. What's the 0 to 60? 1. 1.4. <laughs> 2.7 0 to 100. That's insane. Um it also beats Remax official world record. So it runs an 8.5 second quarter mile. Um, what? <laughs> Matt Watson drove it. It looks insane. But yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. The Spurling is the fastest fastest accelerating car in the world. That's actually amazing. <laughs> so how can we make this? Should this be a consumer level feature? Fans on the bottom. No. I don't think it should be. Should it be a consumer level feature on cars like Roadster and Nevera? Like on high performance EVs, should it just have fans on the bottom? No, because that gives people too much power. People like me and you too much power. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I part of me is like, this is awesome. I want this on my car. And then part of me is like, I don't want anyone to have this. This is just too fast. But that's crazy. So what else is holding you back at this point? You put a thousand horsepower on the two rear motors. Your car's not going to fly because you have the fan. Are tires the only thing holding you back at this point? How can you accelerate faster than 1.4 seconds? I mean, just pure aerodynamics. More aerodynamic car. I don't know what you can do in terms of tires. Just insanely grip tires. 
like it'd have to be like spikes into like that's what i've said for a while just have like retractable spikes i don't like the way it looks it yeah, looks it's... like the batmobile oh that's like, what it looks like it, looks it does like look a, like a batmobile it looks like a batmobile squished it looks like a batmobile and a pagani yeah combined pretty but, much uh what makes the okay so mounted behind the cockpit are two fans spooling up to twenty three thousand rpms to suck the air out from underneath the car and create more than two tons of downforce. That's it yeah. says it's enough downforce. It it could stick to a ceiling with the fans on full speed. Like the actual car. Yeah. Could. Like just it could drive on a ceiling. Um, I don't like that. That is insane. Well, it says there are no cup holders, no infotainment. Um, so I. <laughs> I was wrong. The Rimax official world record for for um, quarter mile was eight point five. That's not what this got. So this actually got seven point nine. Oh my gosh, seven point nine seven, which is the fastest car wow has ever tested. So we're at the point where we have a sub eight second quarter mile. That's so crazy. That is low key terrifying. So yeah, this is I I. I don't think this should ever be consumer level, but what happens when someone on the on the highway gets their hands on this? No. Imagine how good your handling would be. Wait, hold on. It either be really good or really if bad. If you have a fan on the bottom that is just sticking your car to the road, how fast could you take a turn? Yes. If your car isn't gonna <laughs> leave the road, couldn't you just turn around a corner at like a hundred and fifty? I mean, essentially, it wouldn't leave the road. You just turn the wheel all the way. Um. <laughs> so this thing would not be capable of drifting. No. Which is the no. I guess not. Cause, well. No, you can't drift if you have maximum <clears throat> handling. But it's just keeping it on the ground and traction control. Because huh. drifting consists of your tires sliding. If your tires aren't gonna slide, if you're suctioned to the ground right this is actually a pretty sweet safety feature though like the car isn't gonna roll yeah you see at what cost <laughs> uh, we don't know how much this is it's two million euros oh well what is that in u.s american eagle dollars <laughs> two million euros to u.s dollars it 2.2 mil or 2.12 oh. mil oh that's better um well is this being sold do we know yet? Uh, I don't think it, it's actually being sold. I think it's more of a concept. Okay, that's a shame. But anyway. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Roadster with something like this. Like a mini version. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Like, what if each motor just had a fan under it? Hmm. Just powered by the... Yeah. Not a horrible idea. It's not terrible. Speaking of good ideas, this is kind of a huge deal so mark german from bloomberg basically reported that apple is responding to the new eu rules with ios 17 mm. wait like next year ios 17 yeah like june of next year ios 17 dub dub 2023 this he he said if similar laws are passed in additional countries 
Apple's project could lay the groundwork for other regions, but the company's changes are initially to just go into effect in Europe. He says that the law requires Apple to allow third-party app stores as well as sideloading. So basically, Cydia, natively. This is huge. So additional app stores means you have a Play Store, you have a Galaxy Store, an Amazon Store, like any company's store on your iPhone. And sideloading brings a bunch of capabilities. So what exactly is sideloading for those who don't know? So basically, guys, it's literally pirating. Yeah, you can just take whatever apps you want. Like you take the ROM of an app, not ROM, but similar. You take the cache, like file of an app and just drag it into the phone. Onto your iPhone. That's dangerous. You can kind of have any app you want. RIP to devs. Yeah. Like there will be no point in making apps anymore. Cole, we're going to get Flappy Bird and Fortnite back. Wait, is Flappy Bird still off? No. Oh, yeah, it's still off. No way. So we'd get Flappy Bird and Fortnite Hold back. On. There's no way Flappy Bird is still gone. Yeah, it's, it's not there. RIP to one of the best games of all time. There's no way. Yeah, it's not there. What? So we'd get all of those games back. German also says changes would come to the NFC chip and camera access, find my network for rivals to the AirTag, web browsing engines, and other areas of Apple software. That's that's crazy. Changes would come to the NFC chip. So let's break this down piece by piece. That means Google Pay on iOS. And why is that better than Apple Pay? It's not. It just means that you have the option to use that, which ah. is weird. Find my network for rivals to the AirTag. And that's terrifying. So Tile just has the find my network now. So literally all they have to do is make the AirTag $10 cheaper and they will immediately sell more than the AirTag did. Yeah, Tile is just rejoicing. Because when the AirTag came out, Tile's business just died. Died. And now they have a shot. Guess who's back? So Tile, <laughs> Tile has a shot at being a profitable company again. <laughs> And then, which is really cool. Which is cool because less monopoliness. Yeah, I want an AirTag for my wallet. Apple doesn't make a thin one. Tile does. Yeah. So if that worked with the Find My Network, that would be nice. And then, web browsing engines on iOS. So I guess that means like we already have default browsers. I don't know what that would mean. So default mail apps. I guess. Default app stores. What stuff could you sideload? literally anything. just anything like they like <laughs> paid games so there's is there going to be a whole market for like cracked side loaded slide side loadable iphone games oh easy so the eu is kind of on a roll it's not a bad thing though usbc like, side loading app everything stores that the, everything that the eu is doing right now is harmful to apple but great for us this is all really good. Like, this is amazing for us. Like, we're going to have USB-C on the 15 Ultra, which me and Andrew hope they're going to get. Are you going to get the Ultra? If I can, yeah. The chonky phone? Mm-hmm. Chonky boy? I'm going to try. From the job that I'm working. Yes. So, that'll be cool. And then, side loading on the iPhone 15. Like, 
iOS 17 is going to be really interesting. The, I, I'm excited. The, the 15 Ultra will be like the most powerful phone. There's no way it's not. It's it won't it will be. John Prosser d- had another video where he talked about um the A17 chip. That'll be a 3 nanometer chip. So we should see like 20% performance gains over A16. Why don't they just put M2 in a phone? I think just cuz of thermals. That has to be it. So side loading is cool. The 15 will be cool. iOS 17 will be cool. But you know what else is cool? What else? The M2 Max. So we saw the release of M2 in the M2 MacBook Air and M2 MacBook Pro. I've been dailying an M2 MacBook Air for a while now. And the new 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros will have an M2 Pro chip or an M2 Max chip. You can just pick which one you want. Um, <clears throat> Spoiler alert, they're fast. Not they're really. really really fast and have an so, insane amount of ram yeah so m2 max has 12 cores 12 cpu cores should have like 24 gpu cores or something um the machine in the geekbench score also has 96 gigs of ram we don't know if that'll be a laptop or not um the benchmarks are on geekbench the single core score for the M2 Max chip is 2,027. If you're familiar with Geekbench scores, that is insane. This is the first like laptop tier chip that we've ever seen over 2,000 single core. M2 did like 18 or 1,900. So this is crazy. Yeah. And then multi-core... Just a hair under 15,000. So, yeah. I, if I just sell this MacBook for like 600 bucks, which is a fair, very fair price for a 2021 mm-hmm. MacBook Pro, I work for like two months, I could get that. I mean, like, you're, it'd not? still be like two grand. Yeah, which is very reasonable for an M2 Pro with 96 gigs of RAM. It would start at two grand, and then ninety six gigs of RAM would be like pushing that would be three. The max. What's and then, the minimum sixty four? I don't think it'll be ninety six gigs of RAM on the laptop. This may just be like the testing unit. It's interesting that they're going by thirty twos. Yeah, because and they had they had twenty four on the M two Air. Yeah, but this will be a very very expensive computer. But like I've been dailying this M two MacBook Air for a while. In terms of like multi-core performance, there's definitely room for improvement. Like editing could be faster, exports could be faster, that kind of stuff. But single core stuff, this is like almost 1900. What is there once you get to one dock bounce on every app? How can you get faster? Like I think single core wise, we're at the point where it doesn't really matter. Yeah, they're definitely, I feel like they definitely should focus more on graphics and multi-core. Yeah, which should be improved. So I mean, single core helps too, because like messages just took two bounces to open. But I'm on the like stock M1. Yeah, maybe just stuff like because emulation is popular for Mac, so it could help with that. Yeah, streaming videos and stuff. Yeah, so we will see. We will see, and the extra RAM helps. This is gonna be a battery destroying chip, unless it's crazy efficient. You know what else is pretty efficient? What? MacBook Airs. <laughs> okay. So we saw the M2 chip debut in the 13.6-inch MacBook Air. 
there are rumors now that a 15.5 inch macbook air powered by m2 will come out in 2023 didn't we see a 15 inch macbook air a while ago no i thought there was one there was a 15 inch macbook pro and there was a 17 inch macbook pro the big chonker yeah and then they cut it and they changed it to 14 and 16 even numbers yeah yeah but anyways or no it was 13 and 15 in the dark age and then they went to 14 and 16 that's right yeah so macbook air with 15.5 inch display that's this is a perfect computer it's literally perfect i wanted a 15 inch laptop but if i didn't this. have if i didn't have to go to school i would buy this computer the only thing the only reason why i don't want a bigger computer than this is because i have to put it in a bag every single day and, and put desk. it on a small school desk and our school does not have big desks and you have to put like books on it and stuff but like if i as soon as i'm done with school this is like the perfect computer this is also like so good for watching movies. 15 inch laptop? Yeah. Huge yeah. battery with M2. This is going to be the longest lasting MacBook. Like this is going to be a great all around computer. Yes, it will be. I can't wait to just like sit on my back porch with my 15 inch screen, watch some movies. Only problem is it just gets too cold now. If only there was a way to make it not cold. Besides the heating of your MacBook Air, you know what you could do? What? You call the complete backyard. What's that? The Complete Backyard is an outdoor living center design and build company. So basically, they'll design and build your outdoor living space to perfectly tailor it to your experience. So like a fire pit, pergola, heated pool, like all that stuff. Yeah. How Spas, do I contact everything. them? To request a consultation, you can go to thecompletebackyard.com. Cool. Thank you. No problem. Okay. So there is this thing called chat gpt we're not going to put a link because we don't want it to get too crazy you but... have probably seen this on tiktok or on an article from literally any publication it is a ai chatbot capable of almost everything literally almost everything look i'll go right now <clears throat> give me any topic on here so right we're, we're me... at the we're at the website so i'm going to Cole's going to write, what should I get my dad for Christmas? What should I get my dad for Christmas? You press enter, and then you see it just type up a response. It takes like 20 seconds. Sometimes not even. So what does ChadGPT think you should get your dad for Christmas? Okay. There are many different gift ideas that you could consider for your dad for Christmas. Here are a few ideas to get you started. A gift card to his favorite store or restaurant, a new piece of technology, so such as a smartwatch or a new phone, a book or magazine subscription, a gift related to his hobbies or interests, such as golf clubs or, or new set of tools, a personalized gift, such as a photo album or custom-made piece of art, a gift certificate for a fun experience, such as a round of golf or a, or a day at the spa, a new item for his home, such as a new rug or piece of furniture. Ultimately, the best gift for your dad will depend on his interests and preferences. Consider what he enjoys doing and what he may or, or need want and use that as a starting point for your gift ideas. That's AI. That's so a well-written, well-put-together, insightful answer completely yes. generated by ai they have a bunch of ideas like examples the first one is explain quantum computing in simple terms i got so you. it can explain stuff it can answer questions it can write code so you can say write a javascript that you know I got does you. whatever and then it will do that uh, it has some limitations it won't um like produce anything harmful that it deems harmful 
Um, it does seem to be pretty politically slanted if you ask it political questions, but it is extremely powerful. Like the capabilities here are nearly endless. Cole and I typed, write me a story about Andrew and Cole, like climbing a mountain. And it will just write you a story about that. Like there, there are so anything you want. So this is kind of the scary part. So hold I'm, on, hold I'm on. going, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I just said, write me C++ code for the unity engine for a ver visual tic-tac-toe game. Sure. Here's some C++ code that you can use in the unity engine to create a visual tic-tac-toe game. So it just made a game and it's just writing it right now. But sometimes it does have some flaws. If it's too much of a request and your Wi-Fi isn't good enough, it will just say network timed out and it won't finish. Yeah. But that's just and because... it also helps if you make an account. Yeah. So we want to try something. So we're going to say, write a script for a tech podcast called Control AC about the implications of AI generated content and then enter. So it is writing us an entire script about what we're talking about now. So here's what we're gonna do. We are going to start this over from the top. What you're about to hear is completely AI. Welcome to Control AC, the tech podcast where we explore the latest and greatest in the world of artificial intelligence. In today's episode, we will be discussing the implications of AI-generated content. Before we dive into the topic, let's first, let's first define what we mean by AI-generated content. Essentially, AI-generated content refers to any type of content that is created using artificial intelligence. This can include things like news articles, social media posts, images, and even music. There are a number of pros to using AI-generated content. For one, it can save time and resources. For example, if a news organization has to write a large number of articles on a daily basis, using AI to generate some of that content can help speed up the process. AI-generated content can also help to improve the accuracy and consistency of content. For example, if a company has strict branding guidelines that need to be followed, AI can help to ensure that all the content produced adheres to those guidelines. While there are certainly benefits to using AI-generated content, there are also some potential downsides to consider. One concern is that AI-generated content may lack the creativity and uniqueness of human-generated content. This can make it difficult for companies to stand out and differentiate themselves from competitors. Another potential issue is the potential for AI-generated content to spread misinformation. Because AI-generated content is created without the same level of critical thinking and fact-checking as human-generated content, there's a risk that it could spread false or misleading information. As AI continues to advances, it's likely we'll see an increasing amount of AI-generated content being produced. While it's important to consider the potential pros and cons of this trend, it's also worth keeping an eye on the potential for AI-generated content to change the way we consume and create content. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Control AC. We hope you found the discussion on the implications of AI-generated content to be insightful. Join us next time as we explore another exciting topic in the world of artificial intelligence. What's even the point of us being here? <laughs> so...
That was it. That was an entire mini podcast created by AI. That is mildly terrifying. It kind of felt like an essay. I'm sure you got like formal essay vibes. It's not like conversation, but that that's it. It wrote all of that for us. So in the future, I guess when this gets good enough, New York Times writers will just sit down, type in all the facts, and AI will generate an article. Once AI voice replication becomes good enough, podcasts will just all be AI. Imagine a website where you type in exactly what you want to hear about and it generates a podcast. Or like, like you do this and you put it into an AI like <clears throat> audio like voice yeah. generator. Yep. Ugh. Like all of the true crime podcast fans can just like build the crime they want to hear about. And then that that's so cool. The implications are really cool. They're also really dangerous cuz like there's the whole if you're lazy and using this, you can like I mean the plagiarism aspect of this is pretty obvious i feel like they'd have to have some some kind of like either what not watermark but like metadata or something when you copy it yeah because you can't cite chat gpt as a source yeah so like, and you don't really know where they get their information i so, mean actually technically it does link you to the database which is a oh, GitHub really? repository so oh well okay it says it's kind of limited to data after 2021 so like if you're asking like uh what is trump doing tomorrow talk about the economic recession in 2022 it won't really know what you're talking about or what is uh explain to me why trump is running in 2024 like it, it won't know yeah or uh what's the plot of john wick's john wick 4's yeah, trailer it, it just won't know any yeah content past 2021 but this is scary good me and andrew tried something yesterday we took some we used one of those uh voice generators and we took some Morgan Wallen lyrics in acapella and made Juice World sing it. And it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Like it was good if you lower your expectations. Because it wasn't good. It was just web-based. Yeah. So the whole music industry, if they get their hands on AI. Like oh, if wow. this wasn't web-based, this would be overpowered. It would be instant if you had a good computer. Oh, no. Like the only reason this takes a while to load is because it's using bandwidth from cool. a server while you're connected to your Wi-Fi. What if Taylor Swift signs a deal with ChatGPT to write off? Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. So we're going to try this. I'm going to go back to ChatGPT. Write me a Taylor Swift type song. Here we go. Write me a Taylor Swift song. It just, verse one. I thought love was easy, just a simple game, but you proved me wrong. Now I'm feeling pain. You tore me apart, broke my heart into two. I thought we had something special, but I guess I was wrong. I gave you my all, but you took it for granted. Now I'm standing here feeling abandoned. You tore me apart, broke my heart into two. I thought we had something special, but I guess I was wrong. I'll find someone new who will treat me right. I'll move past, I'll, I'll leave the past behind and move on with my life. I thought love was easy, but it's not for me. I'm moving on now and I'm finally free. Chat GPT. <laughs> Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> uh it can write poems it can write scripts for things r.i.p in the chat for any developers for the rest of the world uh, uh yeah you can just apparently you can just like paste code into this and ask it what is wrong with this code and it will just fix it for you seriously yeah also i might be able to become a game <laughs> dev now <laughs> yeah so ai implications are once again pretty interesting and what happens when hackers get past the privacy policy on these? 
write me a javascript that bricks computer like it won't do that now but if you get past the privacy wall like the implications of, the, of this are pretty scary but for now it will write you a story we'll write you a breakup song and it will write you a essay script for a podcast so it's pretty harmless now for now it can't do much damage but let's hope it stays that way yes that was it for episode 23 thank y'all for listening if you have any questions comments concerns or work for chat gpt and would like to sit down for an interview you can tweet at both of us on the platform with the very freest of speech unless you track elon's plane i'm at utterly drew and i'm at cold ww web and we will see you next week bye guys Thank you.